This is another episode of the Annoyed Not Offended podcast. For people who are never in a bad mood, everyone else is just annoying. And I'm your host, Sydney. Let's dive into what's getting under our skin this week. Okay. Hey, everyone. You are tuned in for another episode of the Annoyed Not Offended podcast. As always, this is a podcast specifically for the unoffended but constantly irritated individuals. Um, I kind of shared this week a little bit more. I said these are inoffensive conversation about just annoying topics. As always, I'm your host, Sydney, sharing the deets on what has me fed up this week. And as always, y'all know it's something. So I am switching it up yet again. I am joined by one of the hosts of the Hook or Crook podcast, and I have Ty stopping by, and their show legit covers everything regarding Black wealth and business. Um, I feel like you've got, you guys have even covered topics that are like often overlooked as far as like life mm-hmm. insurance, traveling on a budget, and even self-care for entrepreneurs. So do you want to give a quick introduction? Yeah, so I'm I'm Ty, and I don't have my my co-host here. Her name is um Silver, and we like I said, we are the hosts um of the Hook a Crook the Hook or Crook podcast, and we basically dub our shows. We talk all things black and all things money. So if it has to do with anything about your pockets, your wallet, your pocketbook, or whatever, we're going to talk about it. So like you said, it it we try to open that up to all topics. So personal budget, life insurance, traveling on a budget, anything dealing with uh, your bank account or the money in it, we try to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm happy to have Ty joining me this week to chat about business and entrepreneurship, but we got to do it a little different. We're going to do it with in black. So um, we will be chatting about black small business owners in regards to strengths, weaknesses and more I feel like you know black businesses definitely get a bad rep so we're gonna get into that um but starting off with the first segment of the show which is fed up or up so (laughs) this part of the show I have dedicated for my audience to get to know my guests better because I truly feel like you get to know people best by understanding what gets under their skin I know this is true for me but Mm -hmm. if you know my dislikes you know me as a person so this week Ty you can share something that has you fed up or I can share something up to you okay just anything yeah anything girl I mean you watch the news uh are you about to talk about the the election oh girl I'm fed up Cause it's fucked up. I'm just going to say that, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm here with it. You know, this is, I mean, this, this whole election, mm-hmm. the, the candidates, mm-hmm. I mean, we've just, I'm, we have taken another trajectory mm-hmm. and it's crazy. And like I said, I just watched, I watched the, uh, the vice presidential debate the other night uh-huh. and, and um, shout out to uh, Kamala Harris. She is a fellow alum of mine of Howard University. Okay, nice. And, uh, yes. And we are sororers of uh, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. So I'm, I'm here for that ticket. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just, just, I mean, just the whole, it's so much like I feel like this year we've just endured so much and I wouldn't say I don't want anybody to vote or there to 
not be an election, but oh my gosh, like, I don't even know how we're going to move forward with this. And did you watch the first, the, um, the nominees debate? Oh my God. They just argue and yell. Back and forth. I mean, you couldn't even, if you were someone who wasn't paying attention all for the last four years or however long, Mm -hmm. and you were just going to, you know, tune in just to see, okay, let me see what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't have got anything from that. You wouldn't have got. You wouldn't have. And even now, I feel like the um, VP debate was much more civilized. You know, Mm -hmm. um, I feel like they are much more qualified to even be in the debate. Not saying Joe Biden isn't, but still. And to me, with the VP debate, Mike Pence, all of his rebuttals, it's like, (laughs) none of that makes sense. Like, we've watched this happen in real time. You're like, well, our nation has handled handled COVID in the manner that we knew to be best, and we were on it the minute it happened. It's like, well, how could you be on it the minute it happened when the literal president and half of the White House has contracted the virus? Like, that makes no sense. You know... Listen, I, I don't tell people who to vote for. I mean, you vote. I, I say vote. Mm-hmm. Just be in the, you know, just be in it, right? Mm-hmm. Be, be at the table, whatever table you want to sit at. You want to sit over there, sit over there. You want to sit over here, mm-hmm. sit over here. But, I mean, the facts are the facts, right? I mean, y'all seen it. We lived it. Yes. Right? And when it came down, we lived it. We were, we were scared. We were locked up. We were inside, quarantined, and all that other stuff. Now, I don't know what happened. The summer happened, mm-hmm. and, and then you got the people that are supposed to be at the top of the United States of America. They are supposed to be leading this country and, and basically setting the example. You got them all together mm-hmm. at this little fundraiser event. No masks, no social distancing. And now, about 15, 20 of them, they came up with COVID. <laughs> it is oh. utterly ridiculous it just goes to show how unprepared we were and just the lack of general planning and even now I just feel so like disgusted when I hear people still saying yeah I'm gonna vote for him or like well it's not that bad like are you kidding me like are do you seriously (laughs) want something like this like as catastrophic to happen again like are you guys brain damaged brain damaged you have to be and I say this, right, and, and people can feel how they want to feel. Mm-hmm. I think people of color in this country, mm-hmm. I, sometimes we don't we don't necessarily have the luxury mm-hmm. of being able to just be like, oh, it is what it is. We don't. There are people, I, we don't have the luxury of saying that we can just stay home and vote and I'm going to just let whatever happen ha- happen because it affects us that much. Yes. Now, the whole ticket is going to affect us. We need to be voting locally. Yes. You know, right where we are. And then we need to be voting all the way up to the top. Yes. Because it, it affects us that much. Yes. But if I would, I'm going to say it like this, if I'm a white man <laughs> in America with a good job, I don't give a damn who is a president because I'm going to be good either way. To an extent, however, my only thing with so many Americans and even white Americans is, Mm -hmm. like, I can definitely say back in 2016, like, during the first election, it was so funny because I was in college at the time. And my college, Mm -hmm. my college I was at was in a small town in Missouri. Mm -hmm. But the funniest thing to me were the people in the small town were like, oh, Trump is for us. He is so for us. Like even I had a friend who worked with someone at um, 
a clothing store, a retail store. Mm-hmm. She was like a manager. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh my gosh, like Donald Trump is really just going to do all this stuff. He got all these plans for these veterans. And my grandfather is a veteran and blah, 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 blah. And I said, wait a minute, not to talk down on anybody who was in any managerial position at a retail store, but mm-hmm. sweetie, you're not even in this man's tax bracket. <laughs> like what? He, who? And then every, vote, everything to come out about his taxes now? Talk about voting against your own interest and you don't even know it. Don't even know it. Even now, um, at my own job, I had to do some research about COVID. It's even crazier because they're talking about how it is affecting these rural communities the most. And they don't even realize it. Like they're thinking, oh, in urban areas, there's so many people. But in a lot of urban areas, they have greater access to healthcare resources and so forth, where you go to these rural areas and they don't have enough nurses, not enough staff. So exactly. What? Yep. So yeah. So, so yeah. So I, fortunate enough, you know, you, you say you live in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm pretty sure you have the access and me here in, in Baltimore. Of course I have the access. I mean, Bethesda, listen, I, like I said, I'm in the military. Mm-hmm. Bethesda, the, the one that the president Trump got flown to, that's the hospital I use. So I, that's, mm-hmm. I go to that hospital, mm-hmm. right? My, myself and my daughter, mm-hmm. right? So we have the access. I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say, I got those experimental drugs if I get COVID. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that because that's the thing, right? If he gets COVID, they're going to give him everything in his world to keep that man alive. Mm-hmm. Right? But if you get COVID out there in West Bubblefuck, you, wherever you from, you out of you're it. not getting that. You out of okay? it. Okay. You better hope they got some Tylenol for you. At this point, And even then, you guys, it's just like you said before, this whole election has me fed up, but please make sure y'all vote. Please make sure you are registered to vote. Even at a local level, I forgot what election this was here in St. Louis, but I got nervous because I hadn't voted in a while. And I was like, okay, today is the vote for whatever. Let me check online. And even then, I can see how people definitely get confused about voter registration in a way because I didn't put in my address correctly for mm. some reason. And for some mm. reason, it kept trying to come up and say I wasn't in there. But then I tweaked oh, it wow. and said something. Then it was like, oh, you are. This is your polling place. And I was like, okay. okay. But I was like, I could definitely see if somebody who's in their late 70s, early 80s or somebody exactly. who is not as um, technology savvy would get confused and think like, huh? Yep, exactly. And I'll, and I'll just say this one thing, just, mm-hmm. just on that topic, Illinois. I know a lot of us are saying we want to do the mail-in ballots, and that, that option is there for a lot of people, and we want to register on, online mm-hmm. by ourselves and everything like that. But you know your abilities, right? Mm-hmm. If we aren't people that pay attention to details, or we have you know trouble you know, reading sometimes or whatever have you, please go do these things with the assistance of people that can help you, mm-hmm. like myself, you know. I'm not using a mail-in ballot. I'm going to take every precaution I can to socially distance, but I am going to stand out there in the line Mm -hmm. and cast my ballot. I'm going to do early voting though, Mm -hmm. because I know if I get, I don't want my ballot to be discounted for whatever reason. I don't Mm -hmm. want to get it held up in the mail. I don't want anything. I want to make sure that my vote counts. Now, if you are a person, you you pay attention to the details, you can fill out Mm -hmm. forms correctly and you know where to sign everything like, please mail it in mail it in but if you if that's not you mm-hmm. and you know who you are okay if that's your granny she 80 years old and she can barely see please tell granny to get some assistance to help her fill out her ballot mm-hmm. 
or say, listen, granny, I'll be right there with you with a tent and a chair and, and, some, and some water or whatever she needs so that she can stand in line and cast her ballot with the assistance of people of, of the, uh, mm-hmm. the poll, uh, the people at the polls that help people cast their ballot. So please just, just do it the way you know you can do it. That's very, very, very true. And funny enough, we're going to get into this um, in the last segment of the show. I have an interesting story to share with you just in terms of the election and mail-in ballots, okay. <laughs> but we'll get to that. So okay, moving okay. on to the main topic and main segment of the show, we have the make it make sense segment. And we are going to be talking about like black businesses need our support, mm-hmm. but can they support us? So jumping into that, I am just happy today to discuss entrepreneurship and black businesses. I feel like in terms of spending my money, I am definitely somebody who puts an effort into making purchases or even, you know, getting a service product or Mm -hmm. anything from a black business. I I try to go out of my way because I think it's nice to know that my money is funding somebody's passion or dream as opposed to like a large corporate operation or franchise. Right. And even then, I feel like it's common for others to feel this way about black businesses. But on the flip side, we always catch that flack, you know, from our own community at that literally time and time again, you get on some social media site and it's just people spazzing about some business. Mm -hmm. They ordered something. And I just want to take the time to get into the discussion of like, can we do better? Can we improve our services? Mm -hmm. Like what are, what's overlooked at other businesses as opposed to our ours. And we're just going to get into that today. So just to jump in with some stats, because I feel like I'm always a person who's like, you know what, let me look at what they saying. Let me get some figures. So starting off um, in 2018, the annual business survey showed that black Americans owned around um, 124,000 employer businesses so these are firms that have at least one paid employee and this was in 2017 and i'm sure the numbers have even jumped since then Mm -hmm. but you know again i think black businesses carry the notion of being unprofessional having terrible customer service and it's a reputation based on a bias that Mm -hmm. we have and as our own community harbors the grunt of the bias, I, like I said before, I can name plenty of times I have opened Facebook and mm-hmm. saw a post referring to somebody purchasing a product and not being satisfied. And even then, you know, they provide evidence for their claims. Yep. Like it's justifiable sometimes, but it's still like we always catch the grunt of it. Yep, we do. So let's, so I'll say this, let's start. Mm-hmm. And, and I hate, you, I hate when people say it, but it's true. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it is, it is true. Let's start from a place of, we have been conditioned mm-hmm. through the American slavery, mm-hmm. but not like ourselves. That's one. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's start there. We can start there. <laughs> we can agree on that. Uh-huh. We can move on into the 21st century yes. of what, how we got to this place where we feel like black businesses are not as good or as great or, or as adequate as their um, white counterparts mm-hmm. or whatever counterpart, whatever, you know, field that this business is in. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Because there's some black, there's some places uh, us as African Americans we will not frequent if if it's, if it's not black. Mm-hmm. Case in point, I I probably won't go to a barber that does not <laughs> very true or someone to do my hair that does not look like me. Mm-hmm. That's very right? true. Like you're gonna have to show me and pr- you're gonna have to show me mm-hmm. that you can do some hair or you can cut some hair uh, so so on and so forth. So it's, so it's you know we we have that too. But why do we get this? Why do we get this 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 bad rap? Mm-hmm. Why do we get that? I say we start there. We've been conditioned to not like ourselves, and I'm not going to go in deep into that. You can do that 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 uh, research mm-hmm. on your own, mm-hmm. whether you believe me or not. Do the research on your own, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes we feed into it. Sometimes, mm-hmm. as business owners and entrepreneurs, we feed into that. And I don't think anyone starts a business to give bad services or bad uh, goods or anything like that. I don't think we come into it like that, but I don't think, sometimes I don't think we come into it prepared. Good point. I think that's a very good point. And when we don't come into it prepared, then we start, there's a lot of cracks in our foundation and then a lot of things crumble from there mm-hmm. and then you start to be a lot of things start like customer service starts to crumble mm-hmm. the the product starts to, to crumble mm-hmm. whatever we're selling whatever it is all of that starts to take a toll because we didn't come in prepared and a lot of times it's a it's a side hustle and we're like oh you know i was selling masks i put a little design on it with my cricket mm-hmm. and you know a lot of people like it mm-hmm. so i'm just gonna, i'm about to create a business shoot they giving out money anyway mm-hmm. you know it's covid i'm about to create a business but you really didn't take the time out to say okay Mm-hmm. Let me put a business plan together. What are my goals for this business? Yes. Or, you know, what is the, uh, you went through and went through your business financials. You say, okay, what do I need? Mm-hmm. Where do I get my supplies from? Mm-hmm. Things like that. And when we're not prepared to go into business and we just jump right in. And I'm not, I'm not telling anyone not to, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you just got to do it, right? Yeah. But when we don't prepare for that, then we the business starts to crumble and then we start getting the bad rap like yes. oh i'm not going there because i'm not going to get my stuff on time mm-hmm. right or true. you know i'm gonna wait i'm gonna be waiting all day for my food because <laughs> you know or when i go get my hair done i'm gonna be sitting in the salon mm-hmm. you know for a whole hour and a half and my appointment you know was at this time and now she got two heads mm-hmm. and i'm sitting here wait you understand what i'm saying yes because we don't prepare and i so, think too i remember i remember hearing this a while ago but they were talking about how i don't even think just in turn I, I don't even think this was um particularly focused on black business owners but they were just mm-hmm. saying in a lot of instances people brush like you said to just release mm-hmm. their products and go forth instead of particularly perfecting that product and their service mm-hmm. so then once they do start expanding they notice those cracks are getting bigger and it's easier right. it's harder to catch up with it per se and definitely in the black community we already lack those resources that even show us like hey this is how you get a loan for your small business this is how you even start looking for um good people and build out your customer service and even crazier i believe i saw on social media this week i think it was on twitter there was a young lady who had started some sort of um business and she was selling candles and mm-hmm. somebody kind of came for her because she was talking about how she had, unfortunately, I guess, overlooked the fact that um, somebody else had her domain name or something. And people were really trying to go in on her, like, oh, you stupid, you drove. Like, why yeah. wouldn't you do all of this? Why wouldn't you think about this? And she was like, why are you guys attacking me? Like, right. 
instead of helping her. Yes, there's no need. And there were other people who were more on her side who were also small business owners. Like, if anything, you should be yeah. messaging her like, hey, you know, I noticed you have this really good product. But when I looked online, somebody else owns this domain. Do you? Right you should probably go about it this way or possibly look into getting like a lawyer to get your rights back exactly. or whatever. And yep. it's like, sheesh, but it was us. Yep. It was black people saying I, this. Oh, I'm sure. And I'm sure you can go through, I mean, you go through Instagram or uh, Facebook or Twitter and go through the comments and you're going to see us and don't get confused with bots, <laughs> but you want to see us tearing us down. Like I said, no one was, you know, you said no one was helping her and saying, Hey, how about this? Or maybe try, you know, spelling it, spelling the name a little differently mm -hmm. or something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there was a point in time where black people depended on black people and we were successful just from that, mm -hmm. right. From the dependencies of our own. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and there's a lot of, uh, just points in, in throughout history where we've done that. And case in point right now, I can tell you, Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was a place where we had to depend on ourselves. We yes. were isolated from a white community, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because they didn't want that, right? They didn't want us around. Mm -hmm. So we said, okay, no problem. We'll do it ourselves. We'll build our own businesses. We'll build our own banks. Mm -hmm. We'll build our own homes. We'll take care of ourselves. And we thrived. Mm -hmm. and, we, and we helped each other, mm -hmm. right? And there was none of that tearing down. Now, we probably held the... Now, here's the thing. Just because you're a black business not, does not mean I'm not going to hold you to a standard. Yes. Right. But I'm going to hold you. I'm going to hold you to my standard. Yes. Right. Right. And so I'm not going to compare you to this, you know, this fortune 500 company or somebody who's right. been in business for the last 100 years and they have a franchise. Right. Yeah, exactly. But like I said, we've, we've been there before, but it's this, it's this, it's some type of mentality. I don't know what it is. <laughs> you know, what, like, they destroy black wall street. Right. So we tried to do it again. And, 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 um, in Durham, North Carolina, there was a black wall street there. We tried to do it again in Wilmington, North Carolina, there was a black wall street there and it was destroyed by the oppressors and, and the powers that be. I'm not going to sit here and make this all about, you know, all about that but no I definitely agree it's very systematic however we can do it but like you said it's so many other factors it's not just yes. like oh they're a black owned business and they got a few bad customer service reps they need to weed out you're like it's so much yeah. more which is we got to be patient with, with each other yes you know we have to be patient we have to we have to be patient with each other we have to help each other you know I, i'm not saying like if, if listen if a, if a business is giving you poor customer service and and they got an attitude about it i'm gonna let it be known <laughs> you don't have to have an attitude mm -hmm. right because you, it, that's just the that's just the way that's just the way it is. You don't have to have an attitude because I might be here like, hey, you know, just like you said, hey, you could you could change the spelling of this mm -hmm. word to make your domain name right, mm -hmm. and you can take that constructive criticism criticism and and put it in your pocket and move on, mm -hmm. right? Or you could be nasty about it and mm -hmm. be like, nah, I'm gonna do it the way I want to do it. Get off my page, mm -hmm. blah blah blah. My page, block 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 block. Mm -hmm. All right, all right, then bye. Yeah. You know what I mean? But we gotta, we gotta be patient. Um, that doesn't mean just because we're patient doesn't mean that we can't hold people to a standard. We hold them to our standard. We don't compare them to someone else. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's hard to do, but we have to understand that we, we have to, in order for us as a community to get to a, uh, to that black wall street, mm -hmm. uh, or black wealth renaissance that we want to get to, we have to do it together. We're not going to do it true. separated. Okay. It's not going to happen. So you see someone out here trying to do it, 
you gotta help them if you and if you have too i think going back to what you said earlier with Mm -hmm. um black people going to black beauticians and black stylists only we kind of know of our own culture and our own likes and dislikes and not saying all black people like one thing or we all dislike a certain thing but we still have a lot of cultural relevance in certain um resources and areas that we're looking into so if anything somehow you might as well support these businesses and even if you do notice a slip or a crack in there, you can, you won't do them a disservice by saying anything negative. But again, mm-hmm. just think about kind of what they're already faced with, what they're going yep. through, and just look at even their history or their background. And you can always give, like you said before, suggestive tips, and they can choose to take them or not. But I feel like a majority of the time, they are going to take that feedback and just like, okay, you know, I thought yeah. about this. And again, I'm sure as a business owner, they even might notice different things or want to pick up on stuff. Cause even with my podcast, this isn't specifically a business, but it is still kind of in a way, something that I am promoting and standing mm-hmm. behind. So if somebody were to be like, Oh, you know, you should think about getting more into video side of it just to show like you with your guest or your energy right. and different things like, Oh yeah, I could definitely take yep. that into consideration. But again, it is definitely a learning process. And Another thing that I think was interesting um, that they brought up too with black businesses is like the price point. And they were saying like in some areas, um, retail chains like Walmart, as well as other Mm -hmm. like businesses, people don't consider the size and just already the millions of investors they have. So they don't think about like, okay, this little mom and pop shop down the street yep. sells this product for maybe a price point of two dollars higher whereas walmart sells it for this much but when you look into it the price that they're buying it from their suppliers exactly is at such a higher rate then mm-hmm. two dollars higher then that's what they go have to do because they still have to exactly. make a profit and like you said before we just have this habit of comparing to all of these other companies and saying stuff and i've definitely seen people say like you know, you give all this flat to maybe this black restaurant, but I ain't seen y'all complain on Applebee's website. Right. I ain't seen y'all complain on Old Charlie's Chick-fil-A, nothing like right, this. Right. So why are you even just being that aggressive toward? So yeah, yeah, exactly right. I think, uh, um, I, I, I always think it's a twofold thing, mm-hmm. right? It's, a, it's, it's, on, it's on the behalf of the business itself mm-hmm. and the preparation that goes into that. Because a lot of times like, pricing is a, it's something that we have to think about, right? Yes. And then on the customer or the client or whoever, sell, or whoever that is, being patient with this, this business. You're right. I can go buy, you know, something at Walmart and it might be cheaper than going to um, this mom and pop shop. Mm-hmm. But, but you're right. This mom and pop shop, because they're mom and pop, they have to pay more mm-hmm. for the same product versus Walmart. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, that's all over, you know, that's a worldwide company. They can get this at a discount. You know why? Because they're buying it in the millions. Yes. Yes. Right? Well, yeah, I'm going to give it to you at a discount. When you go and, and you're paying for something online, you're getting more of it. You're going to get a, a, a discount. The more the, the the more of it you buy, you're going to get a, a discount on the, uh, the price of it. Mm-hmm. So if this mom and pop business is only buying so much, then yes. So we, we have to be patient. Yes. 
we gotta be patient with 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 each other because if you if you go and spend the extra two dollars, you gotta be intentional about uh, black businesses mm-hmm. and say, hey, I'm you know I'm gonna switch my my soap out or my deodorant out mm-hmm. or you know instead of you know me going to this uh, this bar this bar here or old Charlie's or I miss old Charlie's I haven't had old Charlie's. <laughs> but um, instead of going somewhere like place like that, I'm gonna go you know mm-hmm. to this. Uh, Caribbean restaurant mm-hmm. and, and frequent that or something like that. We have to be, and the food might be better, right? Yes. But we have to be intentional about that and, and, be, and be patient at the same time. But as business owners, we have to provide and do the best that we can mm-hmm. to satisfy our customers. And I'm not, I'll say this, I ain't wanting to say that customers are always, are always right. Now, that's another thing <laughs> I wanted to bring up. Just, you know, when you're talking about business, you got to talk about the customers and the people uh-huh, you are serving. Uh-huh. So to flip the script, I have friends okay. that are like small business owners, mm-hmm. um, entrepreneurs, and they always discuss the difficulty of even working with our community because they're black Mm -hmm. and most of their services are focused on black people. So I have two instances I can share. So I have a friend who has like an online accessory store and she has always said like, she's put a lot of money into building her website and it's super duper cute. Like she has all of the little um, formats and she has all of these pictures that she's had taken professionally on the Mm -hmm. website. But as somebody who's popular on social media and she promotes it on her social media, but also the um, business's social media, but people always come to her social media and DM her. Hey, can I get this? Hey, can I get this? Oh, y'all got those. Let me order this color. Let me get this. Let me get this. She's constantly like, y'all, please go to the website. Please, mm-hmm. please, please, please. And they constantly won't. They'll just always DM her. And she was like, after a while, I had to just ignore them. And she yep. said, I don't want to be that person, but mm-hmm. I felt like I've had to ignore them. And I, then I have another friend who's in photography and he always discusses how um, he travels to like different shows and knows different artists and different people. Mm-hmm. So he'll do like live events and a lot of stuff, but he always says no matter the exact income level of whoever he's shooting, oftentimes people will ask him for a discount or say, well, you know, I'm so and so and so. Girl, I'm not, I'm infamous not, for that. I ain't promoting you. I already got this many people. This not this not good promotion for you. This not good spotlight for you. And he's like, no, I'm not looking for that. I Girl. am looking to be paid. So how do you think us as customers, what do we, what can we do? So I would say this. I would, I'll, I'll say this. You got to teach people how to do business with you. Mm-hmm. So as your friend, she's talking about, I have to start, start ignoring them. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The, if they want it, if your product is that good, customers will figure it. Let me tell you something. I, 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 I went to high school in the 90s. I, I graduated high school in 2001. Mm-hmm. Okay. At that time, the internet was not that big. Mm-hmm. All right. People barely had, there was no Google. There was no Facebook. There was no MySpace. There was nothing. There was no social media. Mm-hmm. Okay. You wanted some Jordans. Yes. You got up on Saturday morning <laughs> at five or whatever. You took yourself to Foot Locker or what a foot action or whatever. And you stood outside that lawn. You knew how to get that. Mm-hmm. Right. Agreed. Foot Locker taught you how to do business with them. Mm-hmm. Right. 
you teach people how to do business with you. If they want your product, your service, or whatever have you, and you set this out this way, you've laid it out, and you've, and you've set it, you know, multiple times, they will figure it out. I they love will. It. So, so that, so that's when I, when I say, you know, the customer's not always right. Yeah. Okay. They're not always right. And so you teach them how to do business with you. This is how I do my, do my business. Now you don't have to like it. Mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a provide you. I don't have to be nasty about it. Mm -hmm. Right. You just won't get a response from me. And it's not being nasty, but if you come through, you know, the, the proper channels, you'll get all the response. Yes. You know, I'll be as pleasant. Oh, how can I help you? Like, you know, mm -hmm. um, so yes, so so I agree with that. Then his, so the other piece you're talking about, you know, you know, we we like we need the hookup. Yes, you know what I'm saying. We got the discount. You my homeboy. Right? I've been knowing you. You know what I'm saying? Right. You, yeah. That's my cousin. Like, let me get in. You know, listen. If you're talking about, if we're talking about being intentional and in supporting Black businesses. Then let's be intentional in supporting Black business. And let's be intentional about supporting our family members, mm -hmm. our homeboy. Yes. If I'm your, if I'm your homegirl and you love me, pay my price. Yes. Yes, definitely agree. One hundred percent. You know, if you, you know, what I'm saying you love me like that, or if I, you know, or, or, or you, you know, you, you know, we the only ones in the room. Let me, let me tell you, I got you. Yes. Right. Don't ask me to get you. Agreed. Right. Well, however it may be, but if you love me that much, pay my price, and then I see you doing that for me. You know, then I must, I'm gonna turn around and bless you because you might have something. Yes, definitely. And I'm gonna pay your price because I want you to know I believe in you. Mm -hmm. I believe in what you're doing. I want to support you and I want you to go, you know, I want and you too, to go. I high. feel like as a friend of somebody who will own a mm -hmm. business, if you really see that they're passionate about this and they're putting their all into it, and even then they might have another yeah. nine to five, you want to pay them full price so you can potentially think, you know exactly. what, one day they can do this as their nine to five. They could exactly do whatever. And then again, like you said before, if you go turn around, do something, they want to, you want them to support you. So it should just be a never ending cycle of support but like you said before within the black community it is just so sad just to see all of the trauma that we have endured that has mm -hmm. led us just to carry these biases and um just harbor these resentments within our own community that cause us to lack in so many areas right. but it can be done like you said it's been done before it can be done again yep. it's just gonna take that patience but I, like I said before, I just love what you said. Teach them yep. how to buy from Teach you them how to, yep. or be customers. Teach them. Teach them how to work with you and buy from your business. Yep. Because when you go into Walmart or you go into Target or you go in any store, you know how, you know what you're going to get. Mm -hmm. You know you got, you know how Walmart has their, their lane set up, mm -hmm. the self-checkout or whatever. You know how to act when you're in it. Now, some people don't know how to act. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what's going to happen to you if you don't know how to act, yes. right? But these businesses, and now, like I said, we don't want to necessarily compare ourselves to them, but the, you, you, we take learning, you know, these lessons learned mm -hmm. from these successful businesses. That's what I'll say we do. Mm -hmm. we, we take the lessons learned. We don't necessarily compare our, ourselves like that, right? Because Walmart is not my competition right now. Mm -hmm. I ain't even on Walmart's level, mm -mm. right? So it's no reason for me to be comparing, but I can learn from them. Mm -hmm. But these businesses teach people how to do business with them. Mm -hmm. In certain places, you just know how to, you just know how to act. You ain't about to act up. You know how to be when you at, when you're um, at McDonald's. You know how to be when you go through Chick Fil A, right? Mm -hmm. You know what you're gonna get, right? They're gonna be out out the the, the <laughs> drive, but you know, yes, you know what it is. So teach people how to how to do business with you, and you don't have to be rude. You don't have to be nasty about it. You can still provide superior 
customer service and still teach your customers how to deal with you. I love that. That that's that part is, of brand. That is the key takeaway, y'all. Like seriously, I love that because again, nobody go teach you better than your own people. And like right. you said at the end of the day, we are our counterparts and we benefit from each mm-hmm. other. And these other top tier organizations, those are not our competition. And those shouldn't even be, like you said before, the focal point. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I, w- I was going to say something and I, and I for, <laughs> it just, it just escaped me just that quickly. But yes, teach them how to do business with you, girl. Yes. So you guys, <laughs> um, moving on to the last segment of the show. I have you are drove. So just a disclaimer, um, drove is like St. Louis terminology, just like mad, sad, confused. It's really when you think something is going to turn out one way and it is completely the opposite. Like it just doesn't work out for you. I have told all my guests before who are not from St. Louis, (laughs) it's kind of like the year 2020, you know, we thought 2020, 2020 vision, this is going to be our year. Yes. And this year has just been a shit show in all aspects. You just like, every time I turn on the news, it is something else. It's utterly ridiculous. So we are all very, very, very drove and just thinking it was our year, but Going back to what we said about the election and Mm. even more specifically, mail-in ballots. So as as something that I often think about, I love reading the news, Mm. but I am seriously considering, you know, writing to whatever news outlet or whoever and just say, you guys need to make Florida its own news category. So I don't know if you heard about this. (laughs) I don't know if you heard about this story, but... A Florida man was caught requesting a mail-in ballot for his dead wife. Where are you from? Jacksonville? Yo, I didn't even look. I just saw Florida and said, what? Child. So, again, another story out of Florida. I believe on an earlier episode I did, we had another story with a guy in Florida. But it's so timely as it relates to the upcoming election. Um, he's black. He's a black older man. His name is Larry Wiggins. And he allegedly requested a mail-in ballot for none other than his deceased wife. Mm, 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 mm. Child, see, I think, first of all, I'm going to agree with you. It's always a Florida man does something. It's all, it's always that, right? And, and I used to live in Florida for, for a brief, right? So I said, away from Jacksonville, girl, because Duval, I love Duval, but Duval County, yeah. But the thing, uh, the thing that's even, it's not funny, but when they came to him with the information, he claimed he didn't do this so he could vote twice. That was not his intention. He wanted to test the system to see if they would actually send the ballot. But did they send it though? No, they didn't send oh, it. Oh, okay. They didn't send it, but they, the police did show up to his house like, sir. So basically, oh, so the police came? Yes, he got arrested. Uh, he got arrested. So I don't know why he didn't think the Division of Elections would check their database, but the they've checked. Like, they were seriously confused because they were like, <laughs> this woman is deceased. And yes, we know her <laughs> husband was her, like, her li- living relative, but mm-hmm. we don't, like, we literally have one father. This woman died. And so... so sh- He's been released on bond, but he could (laughs) potentially face up to five years because that is a felony. 
first of all, don't give Mr. Wiggins five years, okay? <laughs> he just needs to be, listen, Mr. Wiggins, don't do that no more. Go into the house, right? Second of all, that just goes to show, I, and I, you know, whomever out there is thinking there is voter fraud out here, the way that the current, you know, uh, POTUS is, is, mm-hmm. is saying, that's a lie. That is an untruth. Mm-hmm. That is fake news. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's not this widespread voter uh, voter fraud where you have e- you know um, illegal immigrants or whatever um, voting or anything like that. Because right here, case in point, Mr. Wiggins tried to get a ballot for his dead wife mm-hmm. and he couldn't get it. And the popo showed up at his house and they want to arrest him because he's a black man. They're gonna they gonna give him that five oh, years. Oh, give Mr. Wiggins that five years. He was trying to test strong. I was just like, what? When I read it, I said, you know what? Hey, so is he drove? Is that what he what, was drove what? in he thinking drove. he was gonna get away with it? That's what he was. He was drove as hell. Cause now you again, this is a felony. If you go, why would you play with them like that? Okay, okay so that's how you use drove. Oh, you drove as hell for thinking that you. You thought you was gonna get away with this, and you know what? I'm a, I'm gonna throw this in there as a disclaimer. Larry, the guy, he identifies mm-hmm. as a Democrat, but he does support 45. So I don't know if that makes any more sense. Go ahead and give Larry all five of those years so he can think about it. Yes, he is going to have to think about it long and hard. Or you know what? I don't even think five years would be suitable punishment. I think if anything, they should just make him volunteer so many hours at the polls. Uh, I feel like that would be punishment enough because I know it's going to stress him the hell out. Nah, he should just, they just need to go ahead and put him on, um, who was that? Let me not, I ain't even going to do that to him. I, I was going to say something. Who was that that just got caught? Who? Oh, who got caught? Yeah, the, the politician who ran for governor. Ah. Oh, are you talking about Andrew? Gillum. Yes. Ooh. Go on, listen. Listen. Ooh. Don't put, put Larry on Andrew Gillum's next campaign. Oh, wait. Now that in itself, when <laughs> I saw that news story, I said, wait. Child, was he drove? Is that drove? He was definitely drove, but that was a lot. I don't know if you, okay. So the story she's referring to is Andrew Gilliam. He was governor. Of he, he ran for he, he ran, ran for he governor mayor of Tallahassee. Uh huh. Um, and then he ran for governor la- uh, the last election cycle mm-hmm. um, against uh, Ron DeSantis, who's the, the current governor. And he's a, he was a Democratic candidate. Yes, and yes. basically, I don't know, was it earlier that this year has been such a whirlwind? But a couple, yeah, it was a few months but, earlier this year. Yes, he was basically caught in a hotel room with two <laughs> men, some meth. Mm-hmm. And one of the men, did he die, or was he like? He, uh, I think he, out? Been, he he was passed. Out oh, he overdosed. He overdosed. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. Now, chap yeah. again, Florida, Florida. <laughs> Florida man. I was, was found in a, <laughs> just in like, a, oh my god, that story in itself. Again, Florida needs to yeah. be its own news category at this point because <laughs> what? Yeah, and then he later on came out. You know, there was a lot of speculation, uh-huh. and then he later on came out and said that he's a bisexual man, and that you know his you know his wife knew, and so on and so forth. Um, you know, and I'm not I'm not gonna hold that against um, um, him at all. Mm-hmm. But um, was he drove for being in Miami as a a, a former 
Um, I just uh, don't know why he thought that would turn. He is because why would you think that would go in your favor? Especially, I feel like it's one thing to be caught in a um, compromising position if you haven't come out and there's like speculations about your sexuality, mm -hmm. but for drugs to be involved, I just thought, okay, this is a little bit darker. Girl, than we when I, I, I said, why not? Why you go do that? Why you in Miami doing meth? And first of all, we don't do meth. That's not out. That ain't now, our. Now you know what though. I'm a person. I don't know why. I can say this. <laughs> I love stories on like Drugs Inc. Where they'll talk about like mm -hmm. the drug infrastructure and the life. Now, one thing I can say I've heard about that is like a real. This is like seriously an issue. But they say mm -hmm. within like the gay male community, there's always been an issue with crystal meth like a lot of men using it because it's some sort of like sexual mm. inhibitor. So they will use it a lot, but it's like really a bad thing the, because I don't, Oh, we could talk about this now. This we could in talk the African American about, gay male community. It, it happens in general. It's us too, Ooh, unfortunately, okay. but I don't mm. know if you heard about this story, but in California, there was a, a democratic, um, oh my gosh, what was his name? Now this was in California and this was a white mm. man, but he had donated all this money to um, the democratic party out there. And he was like, well known as like a LGBTQ um, rights person and activist. Mm. And he just like donated all this money, but it came out that he was holding black men who were homeless, who were also in the gay community against their will and drugging them. So it's definitely, yes. uh, it's a big thing. It is a huge uh, thing. I know exactly who you're talking about. I cannot think of his name at the moment. Um, I forgot his name, but he's actually, I believe he's going to be going to trial soon for his connection because it was two uh, black men's death that he yes. was connected to and their family was saying that they had already oh, had so a his, history with drug abuse and homelessness. So he kind of like preyed on them, which mm. was utterly ridiculous, but ugh, a thing. And I know it's black completely people, off topic, but y'all just stay, stay, <laughs> know, stay up to date. We're talking about black business. But still, y'all, it's so much that affects yeah, us. Stay up to date. It is. It is. Read it is. the news. And I don't mean Twitter and Facebook. I mean, actually go to a news yes. site and get your information from there. And um, Pick up the newspaper. Yes. Read. Yes. Read for real. Yes. And I was going to say um, one last thing. Ty, do you want to mm -hmm. tell my listeners where they can find you at? Yeah, sure, sure. So you can find uh, myself and my co-host Silver every Monday at 5 a.m. Well, the, the, the podcast and our YouTube uh, show comes out at 5 a.m. We're talking, like I said, all things black, all things money. Uh, we are at the Hook or Crook podcast, and that's on all platforms. So we're on your, you know, Apple, Spotify, um, uh, all I can't even get the tagline out, but we're everywhere, okay? iTunes, uh, iTunes all of that. iHeartRadio, all of that, right? Mm -hmm. But we're on, we're on, uh, we're on Instagram at Hooker Crook Podcast. We're on Twitter at uh, Hooker Crook Pod, P-O-D. We're on Facebook at the Hooker Crook Podcast, and then we're on YouTube at Hook or Crook TV. And like I said, we uh, we talk um, all things black, all things necessary. We want to bring black financial literacy to the community by any means necessary, by hook or by crook love it and you guys thanks so much for tuning in and make sure you tune into their show because you know we do need this information and you do need to stay up to date thanks again
thanks for listening to Annoyed Not Offended with See It. Have a question or interested in sharing an annoyance of your own to be read on the show? Email annoyednotoffended at gmail.com. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Annoyed Not Offended for more hilarious content and updates on the show. And please leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, bye.